This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Good morning, everybody joining us from around the world. Thank you for making this part of your morning routines. As always, uh, make sure you are dropping a like on the video and subscribing to the channel if you haven't done so already. Good morning. Uh, let's chat to some people in the chat box. Uh, Simon, good morning to you, to Matt G, Mark, Paul, Sean. Hope you're doing good, guys. Uh, Elder, Aussie, uh, Stevie, Blackshine, Carl Afsar and Christopher. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Rich and Temi and Aksha and Ansa and Olu and Ian and Chris. Thank you guys, as always. Uh, plenty to be excited about as Arsenal travelled to the US. More about that in a second, but we've got plenty of coverage of the preseason games, of course. More reaction to any transfer news that drops throughout this period and keeping you fully in the loop with what is going on. So let's crack on with today's stories. By first telling you to subscribe to the Arsenal Way, I'll be live over there at 10 a.m. as I am usually uh, most weekdays anyway. So make sure you're dropping over there as well in just or just under two hours time. So you've been warned. Um, but uh, we kick off by telling you that yesterday we did a show with Clive talking all about Arsenal's potential transfers this summer. We talked through the likes of Lucas Paqueta and Tillemans and Grimaldo. We talked a lot about the existing players in the squad who could yet leave. Um, our thoughts on the US tour squad as well. Plenty was discussed. I know a lot of you enjoy Clive when he comes onto the channel from the Arsenal Vision podcast. So if you haven't already given that a watch, I highly recommend that you do. Uh, now, the boys, of course, did travel. Uh, they left uh, London yesterday and travelled to Baltimore. Uh, all of the squad were there, uh, the senior side of the squad, certainly, uh, to give you the full list of players from the Arsenal website. Ramsdale, Leno, Turner, Oconquo, Runison have all gone. Tierney, Tavares, Gabriel, Marie, White, Holding, Saliba, Bellerin, Cedric, Tomiyasu and Rule Waters, who is the only outfield youth player uh, that has been called up for the entire tour. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, El Neni, Torreira, Partey, Smith, Rowe, Sambi, Laconga, Xhaka, Odegaard, Maitland, Niles, Vieira and Nelson. 
And then lastly, we've got Martinelli, Jesus, Pepe, Saka, Balogun, Marquinhos, um, who are making, and Eddie Nketiah, of course, uh, who are making up the forwards that travelled as well. Um, so a very, very big and senior squad. A lot of players on this list also that could yet leave this summer. Um, and a lot of, you know, a lot of this situation uh, regarding some of these players could even be resolved within the next week. So it might be a very, very quick journey to the USA for some. Uh, the Times did a report yesterday that claimed that Partey and Balogun and um, Leno would not travel, and yet they have been included. So very intriguing. Um, Arsenal's methods of trying to keep information as quiet as feasibly possible is clearly having an impact on the inaccuracies of, of some reports that we've seen across this window so far. For me, I look at it as a good thing as a fan. You know, I want to see Arsenal trying to keep as much under wraps, transfer-wise, news-wise, squad-wise. I want to see as much kept a secret. Sure, it sucks for content um, because we don't know as much and we're doing more speculation, but I enjoy Arsenal being better and more reserved with what is getting out. Of course, it usually is now coming out from either buying clubs or potential intermediaries involved with these things as well. But let's focus on a number of those players. Firstly, William Saliba joins his first pre-season tour with Arsenal. Uh, he's due, of course, to play his first pre-season games, bar that MK Dons fixture that he fulfilled in 2020, I believe. Um, and very interesting that uh, he's also expected to not yet sign that contract. I know there was lots of rumours and reports of things going on at the Emirates, um, but reports coming out from France from fairly reliable uh, sources claim that a, trans, uh, a contract has not been signed as of yet, nor does he intend to sign a contract yet. Um, so let's just chill on the whole Saliba contract side of things, it seems. Nothing yet agreed. And to be honest, I don't really blame the guy. I wouldn't sign a contract if I was him. If I'm taking my Arsenal fan hat off for a second, I would wait until I see my opportunities. Still got two years left on his deal and then make a decision based upon what opportunities he's given during the campaign. That's what I think would be the smart move for him as a player. As a fan, I absolutely would. It'd be great if we could get him signing a new contract, but supposedly not yet taken place. Uh, Lucas Torreira has travelled, despite the fact that on the same day as the squad flew out, his agent came out publicly again and said that they have a pre-contract agreement in place with Valencia. Uh, Valencia will now have to uh, discuss this with, um, you know, <laughs> with, with Arsenal, whether or not this is true, whether or not this is kind of just a, a bit of a... I don't know, a bit of a, a tactic or not. I'm not sure. But Valencia are said to have a pre-contract agreement. We've spoken about Valencia's interest in Torreira several times before um, on the channel. And now it seems that has become formalised into an offer to the player that has been agreed upon. Uh, let's wait and see if indeed that does change. Um, I hope that this situation sorts itself out for the benefit of Arsenal, whether that's in the form of a good fee or Torreira staying and being an asset to the club next season. Whether he plays across pre-season, we'll have to wait and see, but it's going to be very interesting indeed. I have left a poll in the chat box um, asking you guys, is there any chance Lucas Torreira could be convinced to stay with Arsenal for next season? Only 25% of you have said yes. 75% of you so far have said no. If you've not already left a vote on that poll, make sure that you 
do because um, it's going to be very interesting where indeed these stories move to. Uh, Bert Leno is also uh, on the flight, despite the fact that he is supposedly close to agreeing a deal with uh, Fulham. In fact, the player has already supposedly agreed that deal. It is now between Arsenal and Fulham to arrive upon a fee. There had been whispers that Arsenal were asking for too much and that Fulham were unwilling to meet the 10 to 11 million pound asking price, which seems ridiculous. But clubs are trying to exploit Arsenal's weakness in sales. And fingers crossed Arsenal can get a maximum price they can for Leno because he is a player that is worth over 10 million, even with a year left on his contract. So they should be trying to get maximum value for him. But he could yet fly back from the US almost as soon as he left to complete a deal to Fulham should the two clubs agree on a price. Uh, Man United uh, will sign Lissandro Martinez. Uh, He has decided to take that move to Manchester United. That said, Arsenal really haven't been in the race for the kind of last week, two weeks. They weren't willing to go and match Ajax's asking price. Their last bid for the player kind of ended around the 35-plus bonuses uh, in, in terms of Euros. That was the last offer and that came in Quite some time ago now, uh, Arsenal are not looking to overspend on players this summer. Uh, and the valuations of players like Martinez and Rafinha have certainly gone well above what their actual value is. And so Man United and the presence of Eric Ten Hag have won um, this one, but have certainly overpaid massively um, for the Argentine, uh, a player that they will look to play at centre-back. And we will wait and see how his height in the end affects things. You know, I never thought it would be too much of an issue because he has shown to be very good in the air, despite his being quite a small frame. But that is in the Eredivisie and the Champions League. We'll have to see how he deals with the physicality of the Premier League. And maybe it becomes an area that Arsenal, if we play Man United, which will be the 1st of October, I think, maybe we can exploit it. We'll wait and see what happens. Uh, now, Lucas Paqueta, latest. Ben Jacobs reporting yesterday that Arsenal will have to pay a figure in the region of seven, uh, £55 million pounds if they want to get hold of Paqueta. There was a previous asking price of around £70 million, pounds, um, which has since come down by about £15 million. So if Arsenal want to get Paqueta, that's what they will have to pay to Leon. Now, Arsenal's relationship with Leon as a club is not the best. As we know, the clubs do not have the best of relationships. But that said, Leon don't particularly have great relationships with many clubs because of their president, Jean-Michel Oulas, being a particularly shrewd and difficult negotiator. So uh, Arsenal will have to do battle with Jean-Michel Olas again. And an interesting report staying with Leon briefly that Hussem Awar is interesting Real Betis. Uh, according to um, French sources, uh, Real Betis are looking at him. And considering the fact that Betis are a club with very, very little amount of money to spend and the Bellerin situation being as is, Uh, If they end up spending money on Awar instead of Bellerin, that probably signals to me that they'd be fairly confident that Bellerin will be allowed to leave on a relatively next to nothing kind of figure, which Arsenal should definitely not be sanctioning. Um, But yes, it's a a very strange one indeed. Uh, Our headline story is what is just the absolute greatest uh, Arsenal private investigator story we may have seen so far. Yuri Tielemans' house is said to be up for sale right now and the Arsenal private investigators have been doing their hard work and zooming in on every single photo within that house uh, and indeed have found images of uh, like child's drawings on the fridge that contain the name 
of uh, Yuri Tillemans's daughter. This really takes things to another level. Obviously, I'm not going to put the images up on the screen because, you know, it's got phone numbers and stuff up, but you can find it on social media fairly simply. It's been spread across like wildfire. Um, but, you know, Yuri Tillemans, uh, if there is a sign that he is leaving, that's a pretty big one. Does it mean that it's Arsenal that he's going to? Not necessarily, of course, but... It's a pretty good sign. Um, and, you know, Arsenal have been expected to make an offer fairly soon. Perhaps that offer and that agreement has been, you know, taking place, going on. It's not particularly hard to make a educated guess that discussions between the clubs and the players have been continuing. Does this mean that Arsenal could sign both Tielemans and um, Paqueta? I still have my doubts about whether that would happen because they're two players that offer quite a lot going forwards and, I mean, in the case of Paqueta, certainly less so going backwards, more so for Tielemans. But it would be quite the coup if Arsenal managed to get hold of Tielemans and Paqueta uh, this summer. Um, but is that really is that really the priority areas? I'm not sure. I, I don't. I can't sit here and say I wouldn't be happy to see both of them come in. But I just feel like I'm missing out on a wide player that Paqueta just isn't. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, yeah, this is certainly one to uh, keep your eyes peeled on. But uh, yeah, the Arsenal private investigators are doing uh, doing some very, very hard work. Creepy work, but hard work, um, it's fair to say. And that completes all of today's stories. So let's wrap things up there regarding the first half of the show, which means we're going to move to your questions in the chat box. So if you indeed do have anything that you'd like to throw in, now is your time to ask them. Also, if you haven't already done so, drop a vote onto our poll about Lucas Torreira in the chat box. And once you've done that, if you could just drop a press on the like button, I really would appreciate it. We've been hitting a thousand likes on so many of the videos this summer already. Let's try and get this one up to a thousand as well and keep that momentum pushing forwards. Uh, without further ado, though, let's crack on with the second half of today's show. Okay, let's uh, let's jump to Olu, who says, Hey, Tom, I think it is beneficial uh, to go with the main first-team squad. We need to prepare the short, uh, the start of the season and not worry about bedding in youngsters. Olu, look, to a degree, I agree. You know, to a degree, I think it is important that we have a lot of senior players on the tour. However, I don't think there is anyone who could justify to me that Alex Runison should be on that tour over Charlie Patino. I challenge anyone to come up with a legitimate argument as to why Alex Runison is there and Charlie Patino isn't. Charlie Patino is considered, of the crop of youngsters we have, the most exciting, the one with the potentially biggest future, the one that could break into the Arsenal first team in the next couple of seasons. And instead of bringing him for a really good pre-season experience, we're bringing a goalkeeper that is probably never going to play football for Arsenal again in a competitive level because, you know, we've got, um, <laughs> we've got, you know, youth keepers like Hein and Okonkwo that I would put ahead of Runison uh, in the pecking order with respect. You know, I just would. He's proven not to be of a level required for Arsenal. So how Patino <clears throat> is there and there's been, by the way, there is no suggestion that Patino is going out on loan. That there's been no suggestions about that at all. I'm not saying there hasn't been discussions going on secretly because Arsenal have been keeping things under wraps. But just from my perspective, there is no suggestion. And there has been never had any indication from the club that the plan for Patino was to send him on loan. None at all. So that may change. And I'm not saying 100% he won't. 
but there has been no no indication at all. A loan would be the only explanation, and it would have to be a loan that is sanctioned in the next week or two. You know, if Charlie Patino does not leave on loan within this period or is not called out late to the squad after, say, Torreira or someone leaves, you know, I will be very, very disappointed. Um, very, very disappointed indeed. Uh, let's go to uh, Jasha, who says, Tom, is there any chance of Pepe being offered to Leon in a swap deal for Paqueta? Uh, I mean, on paper, it sounds like a you know a match made in heaven. Use Pepe, send him back to France. I'm sure you would be open to it. The problem with that is Pepe's wages, Jasha. I mean, you know, he's on £140,000-ish a week. It's just a figure that's far, far too high to ever consider uh, Leon making some kind of move for that. If it means that Arsenal have to subsidise some of the wages to move that player on with the last couple of years uh, that are left on his contract, maybe that's what Arsenal end up doing. But the wages are just far, far too high for a player like Nicola Pepe. So unfortunately, uh, whilst I think that a move like that would make plenty of sense and Leon have inquired about uh, Pepe in, in January, um, I'm not sure that uh, that it's realistic that that would actually happen. Um, Connor says, hi, Tom. Who who do you think will start in the early uh, cup game? I assume, do you mean the the, the US cup thing that we're Is it a cup? I assume it's a cup. It's usually one of those international champions cups or something like that. Uh, In the first game, it's impossible to know who will start. It'll be some mixed match of, of players. Um, I'm just looking forward to seeing William Saliba. You know, that's the one I'm most excited about, along with Fabio Vieira, of course. Those two are the ones, and Jesus, and there's there's others as well, I'll be honest. But, you know, Vieira I've not seen yet, and Saliba I've not seen play for Arsenal yet. I didn't watch the MK Dons game. I don't think anyone could watch that game. So, you know, I'm really excited to see um, Saliba and Vieira kind of make their first real dent in the Arsenal senior side. So, that's what I'm most excited to look forward to. But I couldn't tell you who I think will start um, because it's almost impossible to guess in a preseason lineup, that's for sure. Um, Mohamed says, uh, in case Arteta's season goes sideways, would you go for either Pochettino or Sam Pauli? Uh, not Sam Pauli, uh, but I would I would be open to the idea of Poch. Um, but I think there would be options out there that I think would be smarter. Um, so we'll wait and see if indeed we ever get to a stage that happens. I hope it doesn't because if Arteta's succeeding, Arsenal is succeeding. That's the most important thing. Uh, Kevin says, hi, Tom. I find it hard that you doubt the signing of Paqueta to ideally play on the flanks and wing as he is a mid uh, player with Brazilian flair. Uh, he's just not a winger. Um, and I know that Smith Rowe isn't necessarily a winger either and plays in the wide areas, but I just he's not really played like that. I mean, the last time he really played on the left or the right was when he was at Milan. He's not done it for Leon. Uh, I don't know how recently he'd done it for Brazil. It might be more recently. I think maybe even it was 2020 when we did the uh, tactical breakdown on him. But uh, I think that we need to find someone to play that left eight role more progressively. Can he play that? Yes, he can. Um, but it's also a position that you would think Tielemans would occupy. That's why I doubt whether or not we would sign both. That That's kind of my issue. But who knows? Maybe we're capable of doing that. Uh, Manu says, who's your favourite between Kaon Edwards and Koja Dubry? Um, probably Kaon Edwards. I mean, I'm excited to see what he brings to the under-21s because he was in the under-18s and was very good. Looked like he might leave for a bit. We managed to convince him to sign a new contract. So Kaon Edwards is one to watch in the youth team for next season. That's for sure. Uh, Mohamed says, Tom, what's worrying now is that our season is getting slower and also we are unable to sell unwanted players. Thanks. Um, I think that 
the players that we're struggling to sell will move at the end of the window. It's I was never expecting Arsenal to move players on even before the season started. The players that we have at the club are the profiles of players that will go in the final few weeks of the window because clubs are looking for opportunities. Clubs are moving on to alternative targets. They haven't got their primary targets. And the players that are surplus to requirement at Arsenal are players that will probably move in the latter stages of the of the transfer window. Um, I think Arsenal have a very busy deadline day, but not regarding ins, more regarding outs. Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong and we get stuff done earlier, but my expectation would be, you know, um, my expectation would be that, that we move players on towards the end of the window. Regarding players coming in, there's still plenty of time before the season starts. We've got three weeks um, until the season does kick off uh, and Arsenal need to get their asses into gear and get some more players through the door. I still think it'll only be just the one before the season starts and probably one afterwards. Um, I hope I'm wrong and we sign two. Who knows? Maybe three. Uh, I think we should get one before the season starts, but we will wait and see. Um, let's. Bizarre says, uh, Tom, who do you follow or read? That's a trusted transfer rumors and source. You know, the obvious big hitters are always where you should be looking. Um, your Fabrizio's, your Charles Watts's, your, your Ben Jacobs. You know, these guys are very, very well connected. But what I will say is that always there is a chance that things aren't going to be 100% accurate. David Ornstein, of course. Um, and Arsenal, as I've mentioned a number of times, and broke the news that Arsenal are implementing strategies to limit the amount of information that is coming out of the club as much as feasibly possible. So this summer, even the most connected and vocal journalist of Romano has said that it's very difficult to try and get um, you know, players uh, try and get information on players, basically. It's very, very difficult indeed. So there you go. Uh, yeah, Olu, the ITK writers, there's, there's just so many of them now, Olu. There's just so many. As I say all the time, just be careful when you're following on Twitter because there's a lot of people that a number of stories have made people look very silly this summer. Um, you know, the Saliba contract situation, I think is quite a big one. Uh, the Daniel Ballard situation, if you remember that, was looking like he would go to Burnley. Medical failed, end up going to Sunderland. And moves like this, where you're pretty confident to use those as examples to kind of, you know, justify how connected you are as a person when really you're making some really strong educated guesses and tapping merchants, if you like. Um, yeah, you should just be careful. Uh, be careful about who you follow, who you listen to, and uh, and what's going on. It's very, very difficult indeed. Uh, Billy says, what do you think about Matt Vienko? I think Arteta specifically wanted a left back that can play inverted. Uh, of course, playing at Shakhtar Donetsk, I think still. Ajax are said to be interested in him at the moment to be a replacement for Martinez. That said, I didn't hear the best things about him. I know we did a tactical breakdown on him two years ago. But Ajax has said that they weren't particularly keen. Um, even though they're interested in him again, it's a bit of a needs-must situation, apparently. But they aren't wildly over the moon with the idea of, of, of um, what's his face, uh, Matt Bianco. So, yeah, you know, I don't think there's necessarily that much. I'd be too keen to see Matt Bianco coming. I don't think so. I don't think I'd be keen to see it at all. Ronald says, where's the AFC bell? It's gone. It's gone. It's just, it's just gone. <laughs> just isn't about anymore. Uh, who knows? Maybe the bell will return. We'll have to wait and see. Probably the most famous Arsenal ITK uh, to ever exist. Uh, let's go to uh, Jasha. says, Tom, I wouldn't be surprised if Patino gets loaned out for at least two years. What are your thoughts? As I said before, there's been no indication that he will go on loan. That's not to say that he won't. There's just been no 
feeling at the club that he would go on loan and that they saw kind of a pathway similar to Saka with Patino. So um, I, I don't see a two-year loan happening. I'm not saying a loan wouldn't be really good experience for him. I think it probably would be. But if you see a player that's good enough to follow a pathway like Saka did, then you don't want to miss out on giving those early senior opportunities playing for a club the size of Arsenal this early on in their careers. Uh, Rich says, Tom, the Tillemans and Hickey transfers rumoured from June would have served us well. Do you think we've missed a trick pursuing bigger targets? This is obviously always going to be the crux of of a window and the uh, hypocrisy, I think, Rich, of a window is that we want Arsenal to go for big players. We want Arsenal to go and get players that are going to transform the club, take it forwards, progress the team, improve the club. That's what we want. But doing that means competing with other big teams for big players and also having to convince those big players to join Arsenal. Would Hickey have been a really good signing at the start of the window? Maybe. Um, And maybe we will rue missing out on him. But if we can go for better players and if we were managing to get them, then great. Arsenal have got to learn to compete. They've got to be able to get those big players. It's not always going to be successful, especially whilst you're not in the Champions League. But that's why we need to keep pushing and trying to sign these big players. There are still alternatives out there. Um, so let's see what happens. Um, let's go to uh, Lynn, who says, do you think uh, that if we sign Paqueta, he's more flexible than Tielemans? He's more versatile than Tielemans. You, know, you can play left eight, left eight, you can play attacking midfield, second striker, play as a false nine. There's potential for him to play in a wide area, but I'm not entirely convinced he could. But who knows? Maybe he can prove me wrong in that sense. But Tielemans is more so an eight, potentially a ten, not a six, really, not on his own. I think he maybe could play DP if he was partnered with someone, but not on it, not as a lone six. I don't think Tillemans would work uh, as a double pivot six. I think he could, but not as a lone six. Um, so yeah, I think Paqueta is definitely more versatile than Tillemans, but Tillemans is also better in the defensive third than Paqueta if you're going to play him as a left eight. So it's a balancing act, to be honest. Um, uh, Franklin says, Tom. Don't you think Arteta has really been a failure with our youngsters? Saka is exceptional, but Smith Rowe only had his chance because Urza was ousted from the team. Frankly, I'd have to wildly disagree with that. Um, you know, Joe Willock was playing a lot of games in 20, 2021 season, uh, playing a lot of games at 10. And then we obviously had that game away at, I want to say, Everton. Smith Rowe came off the bench and did quite well. I think he played in the Europa League too. And in the game against Chelsea on Boxing Day, Arteta benched Willock and brought in Smith-Rowe. And from that point forwards, Smith-Rowe flourished. And then the big challenge for Smith-Rowe was to develop his goal-scoring abilities. And with the benefit of coaching and development, last season got into double figures for goals. We've seen Saka come through. We've seen youngsters given opportunities. We've seen this squad massively reduce its age profile. Um, We had the youngest average squad in the league last season and was so close to finishing fourth. So to suggest that we've been a failure with youngsters when currently in the Arsenal squad, we've got two, three, if you include Eddie and Ketia, Hayalen graduates who have, you know, really taken their games to another level. You know, Saka and Smith Rowe definitely took their games to another level last season. And Ketia nearly, 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 nearly was enough for us. Um, and at the end of the last year, it wasn't. And we probably should have brought him in earlier. Probably a criticism that we didn't drop Lacazette soon enough. but uh, And we've got some really exciting kids coming through. The Raw Waters, you know, going on the US tour. But what I would say is that it's not perfect. You know, there are mistakes being made. There are certainly errors regarding team selections for the tour. And the tour, I can't get my head around. 
I don't get why a couple more youngsters aren't on the tour. Um, but uh, to say that it's a failure for the youngsters, I think, is a wild error. A, a, a wild error to suggest that youngsters are a weakness of Arteta. If anything, it is the complete opposite. Uh, Ozil, how's he doing? Well, he's gone to, is it Istanbul, Beşiktaş here? Uh, I think, uh, after leaving Fenerbahce on a free, gone to their direct rivals. Um, I thought he was like a Fenerbahce fan. I mean, I know it's not gone down well with George Jesus, the, the manager there, but I thought he was like a Fenerbahce fan as a kid. Now he's gone to their rivals, is he not? Hmm. Uh, let's go to Gunnar Jake, who says, Tom, what do you think will happen with Walters? He looked good against Nuremberg. Yeah, uh, he's an exciting young player. And when I was, if you do listen to my chat with Clive yesterday, you know how much I like Brooke Norton Cuffey. You know how much I rate the guy. But Clive thinks that Walters is going to be even better than him. And we're going to go head-to-head on that, uh, and we'll see who wins. But, uh, yeah, he's an exciting guy. can play right back, has showed he can deputise at centre-back if you need him to. Um, he's got an amazing story. I encourage you to go and, and read up on the guy. His story coming through Spurs and Manchester United and taking time out from football to now being where he is and the position he's in now is an amazing story. So, so do definitely go and read up on it because it's well worth uh, your time. Uh, well worth. Uh, let's go to uh, Michael, who says, is signing Savage realistic? I don't think so. I think that was probably a story that was generated by the Italian media with very little evidence that Arsenal uh, are. Direct rivals would be Calatasaray. Is that not like City rivals? Um I don't know. I don't know where the clubs are based. To be honest, um, my my Turkish football knowledge is not great. But surely Fenerbahce and um, Galatasaray would be more. I thought they would. I thought it was just kind of a historic rivalry. Whereas, isn't Bishakshir here like a, a very decent side now in Turkey? I, feel, I swear they've been doing quite well of late. Um, but I'm, I might be talking out my backside because my knowledge of Turkish football is not the best. Uh, let's go to uh, Ray, who says, uh, Tom, time seems to be going very fast. Are we going to see any new signs before the season starts? My fingers are crossed, Ray. My fingers are very, very crossed. I hope that we do. I hope that we do. As I've said, I will be critical come the start of the season if we've not signed players that we've needed to. Midfield was an absolute priority this window. And if we don't strengthen before the season starts, after we've had all this time and opportunity, especially with Tielemans, I will be very critical indeed. Um, but let's see. Uh, let's go to Jasha. It says, Tom, if players... And thank you for the donation, by the way, mate. Um, if players are difficult to sell because of their wages, will we just end up writing them off like with Alba, Ozil and Mustafi? Hopefully not anymore. You know, I'm hoping that we've stopped that. And I'm hoping that we are now able to sell for a certain figure. Unfortunately, Arsenal made some horrific, horrific mistakes in the market for 10 years or more. And it's led to a point where Arsenal regressed and regressed and regressed and regressed. And the squad was in an awful condition. And unfortunately, we are still feeling the impacts of those mistakes of the past. And in fairness, mistakes of the start of Arteta's tenure with Willian, which thankfully we managed to very fortunately get ourselves out of with next to no financial uh, implication. Marie and Cedric look to be the two that you would say, yeah, and Runnison. Um, I mean, Runnison's on a silly wage for what he is. Um, so they are some mistakes that were made at the start of the tenure that have been addressed. You know, we have changed the way in which we recruit. We've learned from those mistakes and things are improving. You know, you look at Tavares, signed for 7 million. He's worth more than that now. 
you know, Ramsdale. Anyone trying to buy Ramsdale is going to be paying serious money. Tomiyasu, anyone paying for him. You're looking at a ridiculous fee for him. Players like Smith Rowe and Saka's values have shot up during the Arteta tenure. You know, even someone like Eddie Nketiah, we've managed to get onto a brand new contract. All of a sudden, you'd be looking to get a significant figure for him. Balogun, you'd be looking to get a good figure for him if he was to be let go of. And the players that we've signed on top of that, you know, Fabio Vieira is young, Erdegaard, young, White, young, Gabriel, young, you know, players that are always going to be worth more um, than what we were when we bought them. That wasn't the case for the players of the previous regime. And we are still, unfortunately, feeling the effects of that. Uh, Jason said, Tom's on the Hopium again. Um, Jason, I'd love to have a chat with you. This is why I always say, if you have a different view to me, we open up the floor to people to come have chats because that's what I don't want this channel becoming is an echo chamber. If you want to come on the channel, have a chat about why you think I'm wrong on certain things, DMs are always open. Always. Um, and yet they remain very quiet. Uh, Rich says, uh, Tom, what makes you have doubts about Smith Rowe this season? He was one of our top scorers last season without scoring penalties. And he's one of our best players at carrying the ball. I just think the players that we're looking to sign, like the Paqueta um, and the players that we have signed, like Marquinhos and Jesus, both can play in wide areas. I think that Martinelli's probably grown to be the starting left-sided option. And I just think that Smith Rowe is going to, it's going to be a bit of a struggle of a season for him. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that he flourishes. But I just think of all the players that we've got, he's the one I'm most concerned about for this season. The most concerned about. Anyway, uh, thank you so much, guys, for coming in and uh, joining the show. Uh, do drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed it. And even if you haven't, because it still helps us out. Um, we don't have to agree, but I appreciate all of the opinions that come into the chat box, especially or only when they're respectful. Um, but thank you for that. I I'll be live over on the Arsenal way at 10. So come over and join me over there. Uh, and uh, hopefully there'll be another show this afternoon as well. Have a fantastic Thursday. Uh, look forward to bringing you more coverage of the US tour, of course, as it starts getting underway. Um, but other than that, I'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.